0: Welcome to Eagle Nation, your hosts, Waza, Dan and Wayne. Uh, Welcome to the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, We promised you a good show tonight, and it still will be, but unfortunately, Dan and Wayne couldn't get here. uh, Very late, they had to pull out. So, as I had promised all week that we'd be doing it, I have to bring you the show. I'm going solo. Uh, The Beatles did it. My members did and members of KISS did it so hopefully I can do just as good a job hopefully I don't bore you because I don't really like talking by myself and to myself so um, I won't make the show too long but we'll get into it and I was going to come straight up with a draft but before I do it, I just want to take time to thank the people that have um, helped uh, the podcast in the last two, two years. So, um, look, thanks to everyone that tunes in every week. There's so many views. It's on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Castro, Overcast, CastBox, Acast, Wooshka. There's probably plenty more, and I've been told there is a lot more. Um, you know, thanks for tuning in on any of those um, apps. Um, our last show... Which was about Tim Kelly getting traded it was our second highest rating show, only behind 2018 show we did after the grand final. So it's not surprising. Uh, I just want a big shout out to some people in different countries. There's a lot of people in San Jose, America. Um, that we have a big audience there, so there must be a lot of expats there. Uh, San Francisco, uh, in Australia, you've got Sydney, Melbourne, Hobart, and Richmond of all places. So maybe they're there listening in on some info who knows, Amsterdam, uh, back to America, we've got Panorama City and Mountain View, and then you've got London and Bristol, so you can say we're a worldwide podcast now, so thanks for all those people that are living in those areas for tuning in weekly, and it's high numbers, so I'm very, I'm very pleased that it's actually getting out there, um, some individual listeners, I want to give a shout out to either, uh, Craig Robinson, he's been from the start, uh, Lyle Flynn, Troy Flowers, Jay Burn, Melanie Hazeldean, Graham Dodson, Roger Bryant, Raj na Josh Brenham, and I look, there's plenty more, I know that, um, but the list is too long, so I just thought out, i shout out to the guys that actually were in there in the first audience, so thanks for that, there's some that I've missed out, sorry, but this show wouldn't go ahead unless I had two other guys that unfortunately couldn't be here tonight, i have docked their wages, but... Wayne and Dan. Without them guys this show wouldn't be going to air because I don't like talking to myself or by myself but I'll try and do my best tonight so thanks Wayne and Dan Um, next year we're going to have a great big show Um, everything's different so our sound guru I'll call him he helps me out a bit with uh, intros and outros is Darren Giddos and I have to big thank to him. So, next year, mate, you got your work cut out because I've got some really great ideas, and hopefully, (laughs) you can pull them off for me. Anyway, let's talk some Eagles, hey? Because that's what the podcast is about. So, here we go. So I was going to get straight into the draft, but we had some bigger news to spill and our illustrious leader, Shannon Hearn, has decided to call it quits as a captain, but he's going to keep playing on. So let's just have a look at what he has achieved as a captain. Um, he took over in 2004. 14 at the end when Darren Glass had retired and I think we had about six guys have a go at it and he was the last one and at the start of 2015 he kept the job and he's done that until 2019 which is 120 games um And if you look at his winning percentage, he's second only to Judd with a 50 games minimum. So Juddy had 73.1% and Hearn was next with 67.9% and Woosha was third with 64.6%. So he's got a pretty good winning percentage. Let's go over some of his highlights. Um, He debuted in 2006 when he was drafted. Um, He's played 269 games. He's kicked 50 goals, surprisingly, and probably most of them have been from out of... Side of 50. Um, he's an All Premiership captain as we know. He's been in the All Australian team 2018 and 19. Both should have been captain. Um, AFL Rising Star back in 2007. So that was something I had forgotten about. Um, three times Dinning Allen medal 2017, 18, and 19. And he's AFL Players Association best captain last year. So it shows you how high regard he's been. Um, held as a captain and before he was at the Eagles he was a part of Central District's premiership sides in 2004 and 2005 so you know he's one of my favourite players Behind, he's probably had to step back now because Tim Kelly's in there unfortunately Bunga. but look I think he's a favourite for everyone uh, let's hope he's still got a couple more years to go um, because you know he is an asset to our side and if you ever meet the guy very down-to-earth, well-spoken, and takes his time out for anyone. All right. Um, oh, before we go, we're going to... I usually would ask the guys here who would be the next captain now. The logical choice would be Luke Shuey because um, he's, you know, the vice-captain. Um, but do they go a little bit left-field? I say left-field because of Elliot Yo. I just think he's got something, you know, there's someone about him that... Probably not straight up there that people notice straight away. But will they go for him? Um, I know that the Eagles players will come to the selection and then they'll go to the coaches and then the coaches take that to the board. So the board will have the final decision. So, look, for me, it's a logical thing. It's going to be Luke Shuey um, and maybe he stays in there for a couple of years and then somebody like uh, Oscar Allen gets... Um, Given a go. Liam Duggins held in higher regards, but he probably needs to play more game time. So the guys can't be here to answer that. So if you listen to this show, when I post it up on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter let us know who you think the next captain will be and if there should be a succession plan or something like that. Let's get into the draft. Now I don't want to blow my own trumpet here, but if you're on the Eagle Nation page on Facebook, we put on October 20th that our first two picks would be the players that the actual, the actual Eagles ended up picking. Um, how? um Probably a pure jag, but when I found out that Keegan Brooksby had been uh, delisted as a ruck, which I'll talk about later on. But the logical choice, would we would be going with our late picks is a ruckman. So that's the reason why I did it. And we went into the draft with our first pick being uh, 49. Now, that is a record for the Eagles. I'm just trying to find my notes here. Uh, where is it? I'm just trying to find my notes. I can't find it, but that's the highest um, draft draft. Uh, position anyone's had following the f- the last year, and we had pick thirty nine last year. And that was our last pick. So this is our first pick ten times after. The last time we did that was when Brant Coolidge. I think it was two thousand and seven. This is off the top of my head. Was that pick forty six? So interesting. Probably not. But might be a trivia question there at a quiz night. So. Maybe something that you could use. Um, I'm dribbling shit now. That's what happens when you talk by yourself. But let's get into the draft. We ended up with picks 49. um, And we went for Callum Jamison. Now, he's 19 years of age, 200 centimetres. He weighs 81 kilos. Recruited from Claremont. Now, look, he played okay in the... Under 18's Carnival. He grew with confidence as he, he kept going along. He averaged about 17 disposals over those games. Um, that's with the Claremont Colts games as well. His highest was 28 disposals and nine marks against West Perth. Um, but I did see him play a couple of games, and one was against Luke Jackson, who went at number three, and Callum Jamison actually dominated him. So Luke Jackson had all the hype. Um... Callum Jamison was probably the next best Druckmann I reckon in the draft and I'm glad he was still there at 49 um, it wasn't hard to pick that we needed another Ruckman so when you're doing your drafts don't just go for the best available well if you got earlier picks go for best available but if you got late draft picks look at what the club needs because that's what we did at Eagle Nation we just looked at the club needs um, I knew it was going to be a Ruckman straight up the second pick we I think it was about 70 number 70 or 72 from memory but we ended up trading up with Essendon and we ended up with uh pick um what was it pick 69 no we ended up with pick 58 We had pick 69. So we went for another guy that, and this is a pure jag. I only picked him as a second pick because I'm a West Perth boy and I've watched him from afar. And this guy has quite a raking boot on him. And if you think um, Bunga can kick long, this kid is unbelievable. Ben Johnson, he's age 18. He's 180 centimeters, so he's your mid-sized defender. So more like a, a shepherd sort of type. He likes to run. He said he moulded his game on, say, Jeddah. So if he can break the lines and do what he did... Does that Jetta does? We're, we're laughing. He has to add a lot of bulk. Um, at his under eighteen championships, he he had fifty four disposals over the four games. He had a penetrating kick, and he loves a kick goal, so he kicked a couple there. Um, at West Perth, he actually made his debut at senior level as well, so he played in all grades. So he's only going to learn from that. And this kid, he's he's very smart upstairs, he knows what he wants to do, he's confident, so that can only help the Eagles. Um, We ended up passing on the next two picks, which were 75 and 78, but there was a bit of confusion. A lot of people were on the Facebook and Twitter and they're asking what's going on with Francis Watson. So, usually when Francis Watson, he's been upgraded to the senior list, they usually call out like your last pick. So, say it was 75 and they go, Francis, what's an upgrade? They didn't do that this year in the draft because apparently they don't have to do that. He has been upgraded. The Eagles will release that soon. I think they put it in a snippet in one of the stories last week, but it's lost in the story. Um, I sort of messaged him and they said, yeah, that's correct. He's on the... Is on the upgrade list, so he's now finally going to get his chance. Um, And if if you've listened to this show, you know how much we talk about the Super Freak. So if he gets his chance, he is going to take it off. I think Uh, there's something about the kid. Um, He's got. I don't know. He loves breaking the lines. And he's a skinny version of Adam Goods to me. Um, Probably runs like him, that's about it. Um, But if he can be half a player as he he is, um, we're laughing. So that's what we did in the main draft. I hope I'm not boring you here, guys, because it might be, but I hope I'm not. Um, We go to the rookie uh, picks, and we had a, a bag full of names that we would put in the rookie one of them got picked straight after the Eagles in the main draft. Another one got picked before we had a pick. Um, but we end up going with a guy called Anthony Tracy. Now, he's 22. He's a 181 centimetres, 80 kilos. He's a forward and he's from Claremont. Now, this kid, I don't know if you have if you get a chance, go on YouTube, type in his name and look at some of his um, highlights. It's He's got a highlight reel. And people are saying that he could be... a and I do a replacement for uh, Willy Rioli, but I think there's a couple of people in front of him, like Jared Cameron and, and uh, Petrucelli there in front of him. But this kid can turn it on. Against the Eagles in a game of the Waffle last year, he just carved them up. Um, and it was exhilarating to watch. I remember being at the ground and I saw it. But uh, he's probably put on a show then and he's caught the eye of the recruiters. And this guy can play. So if he gets his chance, it's another X factor. It's good. He was on the Sydney rookie list for a couple uh, a year or so, but he lost passion and went up back up to Broome, found his passion again, and he come back. And look, that's what the rookie draft's there for, is to give guys a second chance, and he's got it. Pick 25 in the rookie draft was our first interstate player that we took, and that was Mitch O'Neill from Tasmania, from the Devils. Um, this kid... At the start of the year, he was ranked in the top 20 to 30 in the draft. Um, he had a knee injury. I don't know if that was before the championships or afterwards, but it, it's obviously hampered some clubs from taking him in the main draft, because I was stoked when this kid was still available. Um, I actually thought he'd gone in the main draft the day before. Um, and when we got him, oh, look, this kid can play. He racks it up. He's a midfielder. That's what we need. And you know, when he turns around and he say he wants to mould his game on Gaff and add a bit of inside to his game, if this kid can do it, we're going to be laughing. He's got a big upper body, so. Um, Let's hope, fingers crossed, that's the rookie draft. He's got a second pick and then second chance. And then we had to pick Brennan Archie and Hamish Brayshaw. Now, to me, I was... Shocked when Brayshaw got delisted, and same with Brennan Archie. But I was glad that the Eagles said they were going to pick him up. They do this for one reason only: salary cap. So we got to probably we're pretty tight the salary cap. So that's probably the only the reason. But they have given him a year. They've got to do something this year, both of them. Um, Yeah. Hammer Brayshaw is a favourite of mine. Uh, there's someone about him, he, he just goes in hard. I hope he can get a chance, but if he gets a chance, that means some of our midfielders is injured. So that's the only way he's going to break into the team. If he gets his chance, he's got to take it and he's got to grab it. Otherwise, it could be another hard lock story. Unfortunately, guys, for all those um, players that come onto our list, which is the next generation of Eagles, you've got to grow, you've got to drop people. Some favourite players of the club were... Uh, And Chris Marsden was one of them, 215 games, one premiership. But he signed up with Perth Demons. And there's a rumour, another guy that was dropped, Fraser McGuinness. He's been on the list probably, I think, it's... uh, Oh, seven years. He only debuted in 2015. He played 14 games. He might be signing with the Perth Demons. Kurt Mutimer he was delisted. He played four games. Unfortunately, he's probably been at the Eagles at the wrong time. We've got a big midfield, a strong midfield that he can't break into. Matty Allen is probably the hard luck story. A lot of people like this kid. Um, he was drafted as a tall forward. Um, they played him in the midfield this year and a bit of last year when it was at East Perth. Um, unfortunately, never got a game with the Eagles. And if you're on the list for four years and you can't get a game, well, you got to make tough decisions. And he was cut. Unfortunately, he's found his way back at Glenelg in uh, South Australia, and one that sort of surprised a few because he didn't get a game. Or yeah, even though he won Ferris and Best, was Keegan Brooksby. But you know. He's gone back to South Australia. He's joined uh, South Adelaide, where he was from. And that's, um, you know, he was the best in Ferris in 2014 there. He was picked in the rookie draft by Gold Coast. He ended up being the best in Ferris in their reserves team. Then he got delisted. We picked him up. He's got best and fairest in our reserves team and he's been delisted. So, unfortunately, he just he's probably been that guy that, you know, he could have just made it, but he didn't. Um, but he's going to be a great player at South Adelaide and apparently he's a great guy for any of the clubs. And, um, you know, oh, we wish him the best of luck. He was also the captain of the Suns' uh, reserves team. So, you know, he's got a good career ahead of him, be it not at AFL level. So that's basically it for what we did draft-wise. We did trade uh, earlier on uh, for Tim Kelly. Um, Some say we sold the shop for him. Um, It all equated to a pick number one and a few points left over. So it depends on how you look at it in in ways of numbers of picks. Yeah, we probably gave up three or four picks, Um, but the points that they work it all on. It was a pick number one, and let's face it, guys, he was uh, fifth in the... Brownlow Medal, Uh, he's one of the top guys players in the comp. And if you're going to have to give up like a number one pick to get Tim Kelly, I'd be doing it any day. Um, We've got a good list going ahead. You know, let's look at 2018 when we picked up O'Neill, Foley, Williams, and Cameron. Um, You know, we know what Cameron can do, we know what Williams might be able to do. Josh Smith was another one that was actually delisted, so sorry about that. He was um, delisted, unfortunately, after a year. Uh, 2017, we all seen what that crop can do. The only one that's, so we've, Luke, Liam Ryan, Ainsworth, he's played a couple, Brand has played a couple, Petricelli's played a few, Brayshaw, he's been. Delisted and been re picked up. Ryan Burroughs, Alango, and Callan England, they're all delisted. So we've, we're making the right decisions. A lot of people say that, you know, we're cutting these guys too early, but they're making the right decisions because these guys aren't getting picked up by other clubs. So um, it's a hard game to be in and unfortunately people are going to get cut. Uh, 2016 we had Venables, Rotham, Rioli, Waterman. They've all played significant footy so um, that's pretty good. And you go back to 2015, Tom Cole's the only remaining player from that draft. So we've got a pretty good list. It's probably not a young list but it's a really good even list and we know that if a big star... Uh, can't play or gets injured, we know somebody can jump in there straight away and probably do the job. Um, I said quickly we were going to finish in the draft but I'm just going to talk about it a bit more because we sold the farm as people say to get Tim Kelly, there was a few players that we couldn't get that we went in a position to get them and they were WI players and Luke Jackson, he went to Melbourne at pick 3, Robinson pick 22 to Brisbane um, There was Sharp at pick 27, he went to Gold Coast Trent Rivers, 32 to Melbourne Elijah Taylor was my favourite pick for the first one and um, he went to Sydney at 36 and Riley Garcia at 62 and Jack Passini who we pumped up on the Eagle Nation page he went into the rookie draft so at least he got a spot it wasn't with us but hopefully these guys can forge big careers who knows they might all get homesick and we might find a couple of them back on our list but we don't want to bank on that um 2020, I've had a few people message me on Eagle Nation on Facebook for players who to look out for. I haven't done an in-depth look, but there is a few players that I'm just going to give a shout-out to. And purely because they've got... They're good players, don't get me wrong, but I know some of their family members and all that. And one kid um, was under-17 MVP for WA this year and All-Australian. He's going to be right up there in the mix. And I don't know if you guys listen to Go Footy on their podcast, but um, Ollie, that's his son. His name's Blake Morris, so look out for him. He could be... Well, I'm, I'm hoping he goes to the Eagles, but there's something about this kid. He's got a lot about him, and if you get under-17s and most valuable player in your team, the WA team, now that's bloody good thing to hang your hat on. So, you know, nothing's concrete, but I reckon he's one to look at. There's another boy from who's a West Coast Eagles Next Generation Academy. Now, next year, there's going to be, uh, they call it a compromise draft, and... Um, So there's a lot of Academy picks, you know, your next gen picks, uh, father-son picks. One boy from uh, West Perth called Jordan Berry, he's got a, bloody beautiful left foot on him he's a medium sized defender so keep a look out for him guys next year if you want to follow a few things, and then there's another kid He's he was eligible for this year's draft um, um, he'll be playing a mix of Colts and League next year at Swan Districts he's 6 foot 4 and his name's Jack Allen so he's a big boy he's solid so um, keep a look out for him I'm giving those guys a shout out now because I know of their parents and or I know of them so they're three guys to look out Uh, When we get next year, early on, I'll give you another list of a few other players to keep a look out for. We don't have a first-round draft picked at the moment, so that's going to be interesting. So unless the rumours say, like everyone's saying Gaff might go home, that's the only way we could probably get back into round one and we'd have to match his um, offer from another club because he's um, unrestricted um, and we could force a trade. Uh, But let's hope it doesn't get to that and we'll see how it goes. So that's enough in the draft. Let's talk about 2020. (laughs) 2020. I just looked at my messages and Wayne sent through uh, who he wants as captains. He's gone um, uh, Luke Sheway as captain uh, Yo as vice-captain and he's tipping Liam Duggan to be a vice-captain as well but he thinks Aussie will be added to the leadership role and I I agree with him on that one Um, but I wanted him and Dan to be here for this next topic. We've been We're itching for football, and we know there's no football now until early February. So February and the ninth is the first time we're going to see some more football. But it's going to be the AFLW. Some people want it, some people don't. Some people are, you know, impartial at the moment. uh, Don't really care. Um, But. The Eagles will debut on Sunday, February the 9th. They debut against the Magpies away. The following week is the first female derby at Optus, and they'll be expecting 50,000. Now, I had asked the guys this earlier on if they would be going. They both said no, resoundingly said no. They said they'll get a packed out Um you know, numbers it there. It's a gold coin donation. But Wayne wants to know, would those people go if you had to pay full price for it? And probably not, because that's the reason why the AFLW is probably being played as as it is, because the AFL is running at a loss. But, look, it's here to stay. Uh, people got going to like it and move on. Um, will I go? Yeah, I'll probably go, because I, I love my football, so I, I have to go and have a look. Um... I don't understand how clubs ask you to be a member for $50 or whatever it is when it's free to go to a game. Um, I know maybe that money goes back into the girls' team. Um, If it does, I'll quite happily hand over my $50 and become a member. Um, Let's talk about about them quickly. The coaching panel, if you don't know who it is, Luke Dwyer, ex Perf Boy. um, He's a captain, I mean the coach. Midfield coach is none other than Mr. Andrew uh, Embley. So it's going to be interesting how he goes doing that. Forward line coach is Michelle Cowan, who's ex-Frio AFLW coach. So she's got a bit of... um, experience there knowing what's going on and probably how about Luke Dwyer our ruck and key position coaches uh, Ryan Turnbull that's probably Wayne or Dan messaging me even though it's not live they'll probably be giving me some uh, info to do um the backline coach is Andrew DeLeo. I think he's from Claremont. I didn't check that out. And he had time at the, w, the Waffle Women's League. And skills and structures is Brady Gray. Um, I'm hoping he's still part of our Waffle side. So we'll see what happens. But that's going to be the first bit of football. Um, after that, our preseason starts. February 28th, Eagles take on the Bombers at Mineral Resources Park at Laugh Lane at 4.40pm. So we'll do a show before then. We'll probably do a show before the AFLW as well because um, there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens and hopefully all good over the preseason. Um, and Saturday, March seven, Eagles play Frio in the Derby at HBF Arena in up 4.10. Now, both clubs are both asked not to play each other Endless times, and you know what? AFL doesn't listen because they keep doing it. I guess the advantage of it, they both don't have to go away, but it's a very taxing game because we know it's all about you know, it's bragging rights, even though it's a, it's a pre season game. These the, guys are going hard, and um, let's hope no one gets injured about it. Um, I wanted the boys to be on the show to say, How far can the Eagles fly in 2020? Now, some of you might be thinking it's a travel, but it's not. I want to know how far we're going to go um, with season wins. But on the travel factor, we're looking at 71,000 kilometres we have to travel next season. That's nearly 10,000 more kilometres than Fremantle. So I just don't understand how we've got to, we're the fairest team away from everyone and we got to go to the Gabba and we've got to go to Hobart or Lawn, you know, where whichever the game is down there in Tasmania. Um, you know, that I know it's all about money, but one day the, the AFL's got to bite the bullet and play some of these big-name teams like Collingwood, Essendon, and that at the Cattery. We go under the Cattery as well. Um, I, I wouldn't whinge as much if those teams got given a go down there. Uh, and they always say, oh, well, it's about the members and that, you know. But end of the day... It's, it's bullshit. You want to even competition, you got to start doing it. Um, our fixtures, they come out. We got probably one of the hardest fixtures that you could get. We had an easier fixture when we won the flag, and it's surprisingly that Richmond, you look at their um, draw next year, they got the fourth easiest or fifth easiest. Um, it's, it's unbelievable for a team that finishes first. Um, I went through, I'm not going to bore you with what, um, all the fixtures, but... You know, the first fixture is going to Melbourne, so that's good. It's on a Sunday. I can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Um, At home, 3.20 on a Sunday. We asked for (coughs) less Sunday um, games, but they didn't listen. But I'm going to point out the key games that I think that are marginal that we could lose. Round four, poor Adelaide. It's a good Friday. Um, It's a break-even game. It's Adelaide. We can beat there, but we, we have to play our best to beat them. Hawthorne in round six, um, that's Anzac, so we've got another marquee game, but again, it's in Launceston. Um, we've got to travel all that way, we've got a direct flight. Um, it's something that I'll probably try and get to because it's Anzac Day, so that might be a good one, but that's going to be a hard one to win because we don't really play too well down there. Round 11, Collingwood at the MCG. On a Sunday, again, um, we got the bye the following week, so that's all right. So at round 12, we could be nine wins and two losses. I've got us down as eight wins, three losses, so I'm taking my Eagles hat off when I do that. So um, that's not a bad thing because the second half of the year, we've got Richmond at MCG on a Sunday again. Um, it's going to be line ball. We can beat them. We know how close we got to them last time. Geelong... In Geelong in round sixteen, would mark that down as a loss because I don't think I think we've won there three times in thirty years, so I just can't see it unless there's injuries to Geelong or something. So I've only got us losing two in the second half of the season. So eight wins, two losses for the second half of the season. That's sixteen to seventeen wins, four or five losses. That'll Put us around the mark of the top four we need top four um we made it hard for ourselves this year when we lost to hawthorn we lost to collingwood by one point i know i bring it up a lot because i like stirring people but at that one point was bigger than what it looks like um but our double ups are against Fremantle. we got richmond we're at collingwood geelong and port adelaide so four teams there that i consider top four teams because I like, I rate Poyadlaid. We're double ups against them. So you win all four of them twice, you know you're going to have a good year. So that's how far I think the eels can fly. I think they'll finish around about around the market in top four. The higher the better. Um, you know... We've got a great team there and we've got a great coaching unit um, and I think we've got the belief there and we've got that culture. Everyone's not the Eagles culture. Um... And I just think, you know, I think they're more jealous than anything that we're a successful team. We pride ourselves on success, so that's something that we hold close to us, and we'll give it all, all we got. The only downfall about next year, and I, I should have brought it up earlier on, was Willie Rioli. Now, if he's, he's he's stuffed up, basically, let's not sugarcoat it, um, but what the AFL is doing and WADA and Asada dragging out is a joke. Get, you've got all the information now. What are you going to gain in the next few months? Um, you know, the guy's welfare, regardless of what he's done or what he's alleged to have done, is paramount. And um, if the AFL were true to their word and tackling mental health and stuff like that, they'd be pushing for this to get it heard sooner or later. Let's hope it's not like Sam Murray, which took a full year to get heard and then he got delisted the week after he was given his one-year uh, backdated suspension. So let's hope this doesn't happen, really, Um Simo went up and saw him a couple of players have been speaking to him some have gone up and seen him and the word is after Christmas he'll probably be back at the club training and I think that's probably the best place for Willie to be um, let's hope he can get back um, and basically rule out next year I have um, and in 2021 we've got a new recruit well let's hope so anyway let's hope it's not any more than a year but if so You never know what's going to happen. Will they keep him on the list? Will they drop him to the rookie? There's something that we've got to look at. Um, I'm going to wrap it up now, but before I do, um, one of the guys, one of the loyal followers on um, Eagle Nation put up something on our page, and um, it's about the current decade that we've been in. It's nearly the end of you know, 2019. So we looked at the last 10 years and he looked at it on a whole, home and away. And in finals, we paid 236 games for 140 wins and 95 losses, one draw. We had seven top eight finishes. we missed three times. We had three top four finishes, two top two finishes, two grand finals and one premiership. Um, I did say it was Miles Sullivan, didn't I? Um, But unfortunately, we started off the decade with a wooden spoon, our only wooden spoon. But, hey, the only way is up. We did play in a prelim the next year. We've had one Brownlow medalist and Matt Prittis, and we've had two common medalists being the same person, JK. Um, And we've had 12 separate All-Australian players, 22 jackets in total. McGovern's got four, Kennedy, three, Cox, Glass, Gaff, Hearn, Yo, 2, Darling, Lecra, Nat Nui, Pritterson, and, and Bo Waters 1, and Western Derbies, this is the best one, 12 wins and 8 losses. Um, look, that's a great decade I have. You, if you said that to me in 2010, that's what our decade was going to look like, I'd, I'd take it with both hands. Um, go on from 2020 to 2030, I'd like to double that. Um, I'd like to plan a few more grand finals and win them. Uh, I think we've got a good nucleus of players for the next 10 years to do that. Um, And you know, who knows? It's like looking into a crystal ball, making predictions. But we did get our two draftees right predicting, so anything is possible. Again, before I sign off, I want to thank Darren Giddo's mate. You've helped us out. Um, I've met, yeah, the Optus. Um, You helped us out. You didn't have to, and I'm I'm appreci- I appreciate that from the uh, back of my heart, mate. Um, that doesn't make sense because I'm dribbling shit. But you know what I mean? Um, i got so many cool ideas. Uh, Wayne and Dan, man, like I said, can't wait for 2020. We're going to have a couple of guests next year. I've already lined up two ex-players and two ex-administrators. Also, a couple of guys that helped me out on the admin on the Next Generation West Coast Eagles um, Closed Group. So if you're not on that, get on there. We've got six, just under 6,500 people on that. Um, Eagle Nation, it's growing really good. That little page we launched last year, that's on 1,450 now. So that's great. Um, we're both on Instagram. If you haven't joined us, get on there. Um, Twitter. We're on there occasionally. We're going to try and have a bigger presence there next year. Um, So get on there, guys. Join up. Subscribe. Download all the shows. Don't want to miss out because next year is going to be, I'm telling you, I'm trying to bring you a great podcast show next year um, and a lot more content and more regularly. Uh, we do it weekly, but we might do an extra show here and there. Uh, we will do a couple extra shows with the AFLW. It might be with a couple other people, because Dan and Wayne might refuse to come in the studio for that one, but we'll have a look and see what happens. Um, but again, this thanks to everyone for tuning in every week that we've been doing it. Um, I love it. Um, it's a passion. Um, it's great to get feedback. Um, if you're on or the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Leave a, leave some feedback and leave a review. Uh, the more reviews you get left, the more people see it. That's the way the algorithms uh, go. And don't forget, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, there's a plethora of them. Um, have a look out for Eagle Nation. If you can't find them one, let me know, message me, and I'll get it on there. Um, until next year, 2020, how far can the Eagles fly? I think they can fly right to the top again. So let's hope they do it. And until next year, take it easy, guys. Go Eagle Nation. Go Eagles. Got it for Shee. Prince. She's to